All right. Welcome, everyone. We got uh, the whole team here today. We got Ricky and Andy joining us for the ASA Health Podcast. We're going to be talking about a really popular topic here coming up here um, is New Year's resolutions. Um, You know, there's a lot of of things that go on this time of year with people setting goals and failing, succeeding. And we're going to sort of um, dissect that today and, um, you know, see if we can provide some sound advice for everyone listening. So, Andy, uh, let's dive into this. Yeah, sure thing. So, yeah, exactly what Josh just said there. Um, You know, tomorrow's what? Tomorrow is New Year's Eve and then uh, Saturday is going to be New Year's Day. So, this is a really popular thing this time of year. Actually, can I just ask you guys before we begin, are you guys big on New Year's resolutions? Do you do this every year out of curiosity? Go ahead, Ricky. Uh, yes, I do. I, I normally set at least one goal for myself every year. Okay, cool. How about you, Josh? Um, I guess it, it depends on the, the the cycle or the time for me. Like If it happens to be on New Year's or in that realm that I do, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm sort of doing this all year long. You know, um, I don't purposefully really sit down during the new year time and come up with something on purpose because of new year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I set goals on new year's if it strikes me as the right time for that. So, okay. Yeah. I was just curious about that. Cause it's almost ironic that I, I even chose the, the, the topic of this podcast today, but I've never been into new year's resolutions too much. I've always kind of had the same approach that you do where I, I continually set goals throughout the year. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit. Um, but it's super popular. I know a lot of people are going to do it. Um, and so it makes it really worth talking about. Maybe we can help people set good goals and figure out how to achieve them in 2022. Um, you know, most people, I, I've read various stats on this, but most people don't achieve their goals. I think that's pretty well known. A lot of people quit in like the first week of January. So. <laughs> Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, depending on the goal, I, I actually, depending uh, on the goal. I read a few things that say normally by March is when oh, most okay. people That's, give up. So yeah, sure. on, on their goal for the year, <laughs> yeah. make it, make it to the end of winter. Okay. So we'll try to help people out with that a little bit. Um, I think on this episode, we're going to focus pretty specifically on health and fitness goals for the most part. Um, but of course people could have goals in all other areas of their life. Um, And, uh, you know, I mean, they could be trying to get out of debt or changing a job or whatever. Um, and sometimes those goals, I guess we should mention first, some of those other goals outside of health and wellness might be far more important. And they might be the things that people need to focus on first Mm -hmm. to make the necessary changes in their life so they can then go on to focus on health and wellness. Mm -hmm. But in this podcast, we'll assume everyone's setting their, their health, wellness, fitness goals, and we're going to try to help them out with that stuff. Um, do you guys have any guesses at like the most common resolutions that people usually make? Um, well, and, and I don't know, I, I haven't seen like stats on like what are the most common, but I just have a few off the top of my head that I imagine come up the most. I mean, for, it's gotta yeah, be, it's, it's gotta be lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> that's gotta be number one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think that's number one on my end too. You know, um, I think a lot of people fall off the wagon for about four to six weeks, you know, in the holiday season. Um, mm-hmm. and it sort of becomes, a, you know, uh, obvious to them that maybe they want to lose that weight or, you know, go farther than where they did the year prior, but yeah, weight loss for sure. Um, I think also a lot of people somewhat, feel like they should be going to the gym more 
So you see that like a bump mm-hmm. up in frequency where maybe they haven't gone in the last month or two, or they haven't gone as much. And they say they want to get back on track mm-hmm. um, in the new year. And so I think that's obviously that's great too. Uh, but those are the two, I think, big things that I see. Yeah. Then I'd also, what came to my mind was also like just the vague, I need to get in shape or I need mm-hmm. to get fit, which is a good mindset. Like that's a good way to be going, but it's a little bit vague. Um, and then there's also event focused goals. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, my goal this year is to run a marathon or, mm-hmm. you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So those are all pretty common. Um, I thought maybe, uh, and this is going to take up pretty much the bulk of the episode, I think, but we're going to try to give people as many tips and things to help them out with their goals as we possibly can. So basically I'm thinking like, how can we make the practice of setting new year's resolutions or setting goals more effective? Um, Let's try to identify some of the reasons that people might struggle to achieve the goals that they set. um, And let's provide tips and strategies that they can use to be successful in this year and beyond. Um, So I don't know if you guys wanted to start out with anything or if you wanted me to maybe give my first tip. Um, what do you think? Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Do you want to go, Josh? You know, there's just one that, you know, this is just me, something that's worked super well um, over the years. And this is in all areas, not just health and fitness, but I've noticed a trend with people setting goals that are too lofty Mm. Um, in New Year's, um, the New Year's time. So, you know, you may not be a runner and then they set the goal of running a marathon. Mm-hmm. And like, I really think people, and I don't know, there's a book written on like small wins, right? Yeah. Like yeah. how important it is like to just accumulate small wins over a long period of time. And so the person that goes from, you know, not running to wanting to run a marathon, that's intimidating. It's hard. It's a long journey, right? There's a lot of room for error there. Um, And so their goal, you know, should maybe be run a 5k in three months Mm -hmm. and then reassess how they're doing from there. Um, And then I trainer uh, that Bob Galinsky there that we interviewed on our podcast, Garage Jim Moneta, he did this. He started out with 5Ks, a 10K, right? And he slowly made his ranks up to a 50 miler. Um, But too lofty of goals. Um, You know, same thing with the amount of weight lifted or weight loss. Like I want to lose 50 pounds, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe start with five and just reassess how that went, make changes. And it's so much more stress-free to do it that way. And I think that it leads to long-term change. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I know myself, like if I were to set some crazy goal, um, it's it's daunting to think, oh, like I gotta go get that. And oh my gosh, like, you know, what a process that's gonna be, versus like just go to the gym, show up and do XYZ, small increments of success. And then move on farther if you're able to do that. So, yeah, I think the goals are too lofty for a lot of people. They need to set goals that are, I'll just say it, like just smaller and easier, accumulate Mm -hmm. those and um, reassess as you go along. I love that you started with that one because that's, uh, I've got a list of tips on my screen here that I'm looking at. um, And uh, I kind of ranked them in order of which ones are more important and then the, the lower important ones at the bottom. And uh, this was one of the ones that was at the top of my list was uh, just don't set goals that are too ambitious. Exactly. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you know, and I think it's people just tend to get hyper motivated around new year's and you know what it's like whenever in that hyper motivated state where if you saw something inspirational or it's just new year's resolution time and you're thinking Mm -hmm. about 2022 fresh new year. And so, you know, 
they might set a goal. Like I'm going to work out five days per week, but they don't, they don't go to a gym and they haven't for years. So how about I'm going to work out one day per week for three months. And then, like you said, reassess then maybe two days per week for the next three months. Um, or, you know, they're saying, I'm going to cut out all the soda that I drink. I know that's unhealthy for me. I drink four cans of soda a day. I'm going to cut out soda and only drink water from now on. Well, how about I only drink three cans of soda a day for the next month. And then I'll drink two cans the month after that, you know, um, I'm going to lose 80 pounds this year. Well, how about we're going to lose five pounds this month and then we'll reassess and see how that's going. So, yeah, I absolutely love that. Like the bottom line is just don't make things too difficult. Like you said, it's too daunting and it's going to feel too stressful. Um, you'll burn out trying to do too much at once, you know, so smaller short-term goals that usually pretty much always leads to greater long-term success. And I think yeah. the, the reassessment period really might surprise people and they may end up changing their goals, mm-hmm. right? Like if the end result is a marathon and they're reassessing at 5k, 10k, 15k, they may love the 10k distance. And so if their goal and their heart was set on a marathon and they failed along that process and they just quit running, they would have never discovered the enjoyment of the 10k distance. Right. So that's why I think it's so important to reassess in those micro steps because you might find a new goal along that journey. Um, and you might just stick there and change the, change the path. Mm -hmm. Well, continuing on with what you just said, one of my other tips was it's okay to change your goals throughout the year. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of like what we do, Josh. I mean, you were saying that like you, you set new goals for yourself all the time, month to month, even week Mm -hmm. to week sometimes. Um, you know, the, the key here is reassess your goals often, you know, it's, it's okay to have a couple big goals for the year. Um, and maybe that is a good thing, a long-term vision to look out for, but the smaller month to month goals are so much more manageable and they're way more fun to go after because you're, you know, they're, they're, the finish line is closer in sight and it's less work that you have to do to lose five pounds versus losing 50 pounds or whatever it is. Um, so regarding the reassessment, you know, your goals can change and that's a good thing. You're, you're learning about yourself as you go. Um, when you set your initial goals, you might not know what is the appropriate amount of weight for you to lose or what is how much you can really achieve in one year and whatever it is you're trying to chase after. Um, but you're learning about yourself week to week, month to month. Um, and you'll probably decide along the way that some goals aren't actually that important to you. Um, and other girl goals might occur that are more important to you, that you, that you value more. And that's the whole process of learning about yourself and becoming more aware of what you actually value and what you actually want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I think people put themselves in a hole when they set a goal on new year's and then three months later, they don't care about that anymore, but they feel mm-hmm. like they have to go after it because that was the goal they set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that reassessment piece. That's huge. Um, yeah. What do you think? You got another one for me? I've got plenty. <laughs> I mean, Josh touched on a lot of different things I, that I wanted to say, but I would say um, writing things down as you go along, kind of journaling mm-hmm. what what your processes or planning, what your strategy is to achieve your goal mm-hmm. is, is very important. And I would say that along Josh's lines where he said, hey, that person failed at, let's say, achieving that marathon, but they found out they really liked 10Ks. Yeah. Well, well, in the event, let's say someone attempted a half marathon and failed it and couldn't do it. And, you know, it's one thing to look at that as a failure, or you could look at that as a learning and maybe you just didn't enjoy it. 
like maybe what Josh said, you didn't enjoy running that marathon. You hate long distances, but you really mm-hmm. liked that 10 K. So yeah. now, so now you can, like you said, reassess and start focusing on 10 Ks and becoming faster at that. Is joint pain or stiffness affecting your quality of life? I personally suffered from knee and lower back pain from my training and hobbies. Since I started taking a scoop of Native Paths Collagen every day, I noticed a significant improvement in my joint health. I am able to do more things I enjoy with those I love and care about. I personally recommend everyone try Native Paths Collagen for joint recovery and for a variety of other health benefits. Native Path has generously offered all of our listeners 15% off by simply entering the code AISA15 at checkout. That's code AISA15 for 15% off your entire purchase. All of Native Paths products are high purity, organic, grass-fed, and clean. So check out all of the great products they have available at their website, nativepath.com. Or better. Totally. Totally. Do you guys, uh, when you set goals for yourself and stuff, do you tend to write things down? I think Josh, you're a big fan of journaling and you do that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You write down, I mean, you keep track of a lot of stuff, your goals and Mm -hmm. values and so on. Uh, Ricky, are you the same way? Oh no, I'm not really that. <laughs> I think it's a great idea and it's something that I should do. I, I'm with you, Ricky. I, I don't do much writing down and I don't do any journaling. And that's something that I, uh, I feel would help me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, what do you have to say about this? You know, I don't do journaling in the respect that um, people would think where you write down paragraphs and whatnot um, and go in detail. I'm more or less just tracking progress or, 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 or the journey. Um, you know, the, like I trained jujitsu, like my 400th class today, I did five rounds at five minutes each and it went well done. Um, you know, I did upper body push, you know, for strength training and I got, you know, 20 handstand pushups, whatever, like I'm using these markers so I can go back to say three months ago, you know, I was at this spot and this is where I'm headed, you know, but I'm not journaling like so much feelings and whatnot. Um, it's more like what, what are the concrete steps that I'm doing? But yeah, I do. I, I keep track of a lot of things like my values. I do a lot of my goals in chunks of three, cause I can remember in chunks of three easier. Um, and I don't overcomplicate it. I used to do that and now it's just simpler, the better. <laughs> oh, that's a really good tip too. <laughs> keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say one of mine was, uh, be okay with the fact that you're going to struggle. Um, you know, if you're setting a goal, then that means that you're trying to do something or achieve something that you haven't yet done or aren't currently doing, um, or haven't been able to do before. Um, which means that it's going to take work. You know, I mean, you're not going to be able to keep doing what you've been doing because obviously that hasn't led to this thing that is now your goal. So you're mm-hmm. going to be having to change something and that's going to take work. So I, I think people kind of forget that sometimes and they get, uh, discouraged by the fact that chasing after a goal, um, is a struggle. You know, it is a, a, a little bit of a battle here and there. Any achievement takes work, time, and probably a lot of learning. There's going to be a lot of failures along the way. Um, little challenges and struggles are how we learn. They're a vital part of the process. Um, everything that I've achieved in health, fitness, or otherwise has been achieved very via very bumpy roads. And I, mm-hmm. I'm sure you would agree with that. Oddly, like as frustrating as the speed bumps can be when they happen, ultimately they make the process more enjoyable and rewarding in the end, usually. And you're proud of yourself for overcoming those things. So, you know, I'd like to say that, like, going after a goal is 
it's almost like a bit of an adventure um, and you should approach it that way. You know, there's going to be obstacles, but if you know this ahead of time, then you can appreciate them when they occur and do your best to get through them. Um, don't get too down on yourself if you have a few off days. Um, and by understanding that getting past those obstacles is the only way to improve, you can actually appreciate them, like I said, when they do come up and see it as an opportunity to take another step towards your goal. And I think if it's a true goal that, and this brings me to another point in terms of, you know, the issues with some goal setting with people, but um, is if it aligns with your values and it's truly important, you will do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it doesn't, this is the road, you know, speed bumps along the way, difficulties, failures, are true indicators if someone stops and changes course that that wasn't what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's really that easy. It could be lack of willpower. It could be they chose the wrong goal. Um, you know, the goal doesn't align with their values and lifestyle. Like, you know, so those are all what I consider like um, checkpoints. You know, if that yeah. checkpoint mm-hmm. is there, they're, they're, they're asking you like, you know, you can ring the bell right now and quit if you want, because life's not great. Um, That's but, a great way to look at obstacles as like little checkpoints sure. where, where, where the universe is asking you, do you really want this goal? Or is it something that, you know, this little speed bump came up and now you're like, ah, forget it. I don't want to deal with this. But I mean, Absolutely. you, you got to think we're thinking about New Year's resolutions, right? So sometimes yeah. these are just things that people are like, I want to do a whole 180, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like for, I mean, you know, some, it could be something like someone wants to quit smoking, mm-hmm. you know, which that's a huge goal. And that's a huge thing to try to quit. Right. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. And I mean, he'd have, and that that's a goal where there's going to be a lot of speed bumps and a lot of days where you get, you have setbacks. Yeah. Cause you're going to have withdrawal symptoms. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it might be one thing while you're still smoking to say, I want to quit, but you know, then you got to think maybe after the first couple of days, you'd be like, okay, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden those withdrawal symptoms set in, you start feeling like crap. You start going downhill real fast. All your friends smoke still, because you know, mm-hmm. you probably made friends with all the smokers at your, bo- at your uh, work or whatever. So it's kind of like, you got to try to get past all these hurdles. So you're, it's almost inevitably going to happen. If you create a new year's resolution, you're going to have speed bumps. You're going to have these setbacks. Absolutely. So you have to either really want it, or you have to learn from those mistakes, kind of write down, Oh, my friend asked me if I wanted to go smoke. And I said, yes. And that's what got me back onto this. So maybe next time I have to, you know, just say no or whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. so you, you really have to be conscious and you have to want it. And you, that's why I think writing things down and trying to learn from any failure that happens is very important. Yeah. A big theme that keeps coming up here is staying aware, you know, of like, like you're, you're always staying conscious is the word that you just used of, you know, why did this hurdle set me back and what did I do well this week and so on. But you got to mm-hmm. always be assessing and reassessing, like Josh said earlier, um, you can't just setting the goal doesn't take care of it for you. There's going to be constant, like, how did I do this week? Oh man, why did I fall off this week? Yep. And it's, yeah, you got to stay aware of, of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we touched on something that was um, probably my, my biggest tip, actually. Um, I think you both sort of touched on this already, but I was going to say set goals that actually matter to you. 
Um, you know, and the best way to do this is to ask why. And I know Josh, you do this with people all the time when they say that they have a, a goal or they want to achieve this or that or whatever, like you encourage them to ask why, or you'll ask them why. Um, and sometimes you have to do this several times, why? And then they give you an answer. Well, why? And then they give you an answer and then, you know, but, um, you know, you know, why do you actually want this thing? And the trick here is that you have to be truly honest with yourself because deep down, you probably know what it is that you're, you know, why you want to lose that weight. Is it so that you can look better in pictures and impress a friend or, or make your ex jealous <laughs> or, uh, or whatever, or is it because you're, you know, you want to be healthy long-term so you can play with your kids when they're older, you know, whatever it is. But, um, in the long run, I think you're, you're far more likely to, to stick to a plan when you actually deeply care about the goal or, you know, the thing you're trying to achieve, you know, it's easy to be excited about something for a week or a month, but you're eventually going to lose interest and motivation if it's something you only half value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So asking why is huge. I think mm-hmm. I, I do think that I do think a lot of people set goals that sound nice to them. Cause there's, there's thousands of things that if I could snap my fingers, I would like to be able to do this or that or whatever, but mm-hmm. do I care about it that much that I'm going to put in the time and effort to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, if not, then it's maybe not the right goal for me because everything takes time and effort. So what do I want to spend that on? Yeah. I think a lot of people will change their goals when they start asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> like that's uh that's a gut shot for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of us included, you know, a lot of the, the t- sometimes the ego is in play. It could be relationship, finance, freedom, all these other values that a lot of these things boil down to, Mm -hmm. um, that when you get to that, um, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, you know, maybe it's not running a marathon or losing 10 pounds. Maybe it's just having a date night once a week with your spouse and, um, you know, buying different clothes or something, you know, like there's so many ways to go about that. Um, that's why I think it's important to make sure that what you're chasing for the journey is in accordance with your values. And so values I define as where you spend your time, money, energy, and thoughts. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't align with that, this goal is an outlier. And if it's an outlier, it's going to suck going after every (laughs) single day. So if it's part of the, part of the lifestyle, part of your social network, you know, part of where you want to be like for us, like health and fitness is just sort of what we do. It's part of our huge value system. Um, So when we set a goal within that, it's not like we have to rearrange 18 things in our life to make it happen. Um, It's sort of already in place. And so that's, that's really, really important for people because if it doesn't align with your current-ish schedule, I'll say, you may have to make some changes, but for the most part, your big values, unless you're looking for a huge, huge, huge overhaul, it's it's going to be too hard long-term. Yeah. One of our first podcasts was on uh, getting clear on your values. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've come back to that so many times in, in our podcast, because it is like the most important first step. If you're not clear on what you really care about, then you're going to be just, you know, adrift at sea. <laughs> you're not going to really know what direction to go with anything. And the great thing about like getting clear on your values too, is now you can actually set goals that, um, that do matter and not, not waste time on accidentally setting ones that you don't really care mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I'll mention another really quick one too, is just don't set too many goals. Um, I'm not sure how many people fall into this problem, but you're always going to be more effective if you set two to five goals, let's say that are 
really important to you versus I'm sure I could list off 20 things I'd like to achieve this year, but I don't have enough time or energy to spend on all those things. So if I can narrow it down to the top five, let's say, I'm going to be a lot happier just achieving those five than half achieving 20. (laughs) Well, and too many goals I have found to be um, anxiety provoking. (laughs) True. So if you have 20 goals and I don't care how passionate you are and all of those, you still have life that you have to live. And so like you add that in to your day-to-day stuff and it's, it is for me, at least it's an anxiety provoking. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I would also say that you should limit yourself to really one big goal. Mm -hmm. Like if you had like, you know, in, in some cases, some people do want to make a big life change at this time. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say that it is going to the gym. Like they've never gone to the gym for, let's say 20 years, but they want to start now. You know, you guys already said many ways to like make smaller goals. So it's good to have like that one big goal that you're going to focus on, but then mm-hmm. you're, you could have, let's say five small goals to help you achieve that. Yeah. Which would yes. be, which would be like, okay, I'm going to walk once a day or I'm going to go to the gym once a week. And then, mm-hmm. and then like, it could go all the way up to like, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. And mm-hmm. so slowly, but surely you kind of get yourself there with these smaller goals, but it's really, I think you should really, if you're making a big new year's resolution, it should be one big goal. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think so too. Yep. And I, yeah, I like that you can have a lot of goals, but they're all kind of nested inside that bigger goal. Um, and they can change as you go. That's, that's definitely a better approach. Yeah. And I think Ricky, that's really well said, you know, the bigger the goals, the more subsections under that goal there is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so big lofty goals, the umbrella, um, but then there needs to be micro steps along the way, which are all mini goals. Um, But if you have 20 or even 10 big lofty goals and then micro steps under all of those, that's way too much. So the next thing that was kind of like a general sort of stuff about goals, but the next thing that I had was kind of my recommendations or our recommendations for good goals, maybe in the, in the health and fitness world. And this was kind of hard to write because, you know, goals are up to the individual. And if someone has a certain goal, um, you know, people value different things and a good goal for you is what you actually value. Like we already talked about. Um, but I do think that there are some that for most people are better goals than others. So I was going to try to talk about maybe some ways to set what I would consider to be good goals in like the health, fitness and wellness world. Um, so for example, like the first thing I was going to say is to focus on health first, um, you know, as opposed to like say vanity goals, like aesthetics or, you know, how much you can bench or something like that. Um, you know, millions of people choose to, let's say, go on a diet every year. And 99% of them, it's because they want to lose weight to look good or something like that. I'd rather see people slowly make changes to the way they eat with the goal of simply being healthier, you know, having, having better nutrition. And to me, this is important for two reasons. You know, one health is the most important thing in the long run. You know, 20 years from now, are you going to really care what you looked like at your leanest? You know, if you like dieted hard for three months, and you had great abs for a month before you fell off the wagon, you know, or how much you lifted on your best day, 
probably not, but you are going to be happy to still feel good, have good energy, be free of chronic diseases, not be taking medications, et cetera, right? Um, so long-term health is always the best goal, in my opinion, um, at least that's my value. And then the other thing is getting healthier uh, leads to success with all of the other goals that you're trying to achieve. So even if like the goal of getting healthier in the long run isn't all that appealing to you or you know, particularly sexy to say, um, that will help you to achieve any of the other goals you've got. Um, you know, a healthy body lets you lose weight easier if you have a healthy metabolism. Um, it's easier to get stronger and build muscle if you're eating a clean diet with plenty of protein and other essential nutrients and so on. So even if your goals are things like aesthetics or performance or whatever, you're going to achieve those better if your main focus or your main priority is to be healthy in the long run. So I would say like, no matter what people's health and fitness and wellness goals are, their kind of overarching goal should be to have good optimal health in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Does that resonate with you guys or what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't even think I could rephrase that. So yeah, I think we're all, we're all headed to the, to the same end, right. Mm -hmm. As physical beings. <laughs> yep. And so, um, yeah, while a 500 pound deadlift may look cool at age 27, but you blow out three discs doing that, that affect you for the next 65 years. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not against elite performance. I think that's great. There's consequences mm -hmm. for sure. And you should just own that. Um, but yeah, no, overall overarching health is the end goal. And I think Andy, you said it really well, being healthy just lends itself to all areas of all your goals. Yeah. Even um, things outside of health and wellness. I mean, you have better exactly. energy and stuff like that. You can perform better at work and be a better parent and so on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, excellent. Yep. Okay. I didn't think I'd get much disagreement on that one, but <laughs> um, the next one I had was uh, to focus on permanent change um, as opposed to short-term change. Cause again, I, I think like millions of people um, let's say diet, well, we'll go diet again with the mindset of like, I'll do this diet for three months and reach my goal weight. And then I can be done and go back to eating and living like I usually do. You know, my, my goal is to hit this weight. So I'm going to diet. I'm going to stick to this plan for three months and I'll get there. I'll achieve my goal. And to them, that's, they've reached an end point and then they're, they're, they're done with this. Right. Um, that's, that's a temporary thing that, that can work. And it, it often does for, for many people, you know, you can go on a strict diet for three months and lose that weight you wanted to, and look the way you wanted to look. Um, but the results won't last if you just go back to eating and living the way that you used to before. Um, you know, once you reach your goal weight, you're going to go off the diet and gain it back over time. Um, and in the end, you've done a lot of work for nothing. So I'd much rather see people adopt new habits and new behaviors that they can stick to forever. Um, I want to see people slowly make positive, healthy changes to their lifestyle with the intention of making this a lifestyle change for the rest of their life, um, you know, better sleep, drinking more water, reducing alcohol, um, eating more whole foods, less processed foods, less sugar, um, getting more activity, getting out in the sun more, that kind of stuff. I would say just like start slow, add a new habit every month, habits that you feel like you can keep doing forever. 
Um, and it might not seem like much, just adding a new little habit every month. But if you do that month to month to month, mm-hmm. and you keep adding these new habits, overall your health is going to change for the better. And after you know a year, two years, three years, whatever, these changes become your new norm. You'll start to enjoy them. That's your new lifestyle. You're comfortable there. And you'll be living in a much healthier way. And it'll feel easy because you've added these habits slowly. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like permanent change versus the temporary short-term change Yeah, or lifestyle changes. I definitely think that's important. You know, we develop these bad habits or what we do every day. We've developed them over years. Mm -hmm. So to expect that it's going to change in a day or a week or months from like a restrictive type diet you know, you're not going to just all of a sudden be like, wow, I really like just drinking water all the time, or, oh, I just really like, you know, eating broccoli every day, you know, but as you kind of, like you were saying, you make these little small changes where, okay, I'll only eat out once a week or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, slow, gradual changes. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, I'm going to have one home cooked meal every, every week or something. It could yeah. be as small as that. And yep. then slowly you start getting recipes, you start finding other foods that you enjoy and they could be, and hopefully they're healthier. Mm-hmm. And it's, you kind of just slowly over these months, maybe years, you start developing healthier habits. You start cooking more at home. You start finding things you like that's healthier and you kind of adopt those changes versus all the bad habits you've kind of developed over your life. Yeah. And we, we touched on this before, but it's, it's that we keep using the word slowly and gradual because you can't. You know, if you want to like totally revamp your life and your health and stuff, but you're, you know, you're sedentary, you don't, you know, you don't exercise, you, you eat out a lot at, at fast food restaurants and so on. Like you can't turn all that around at once. You, you're going to be living a completely different lifestyle tomorrow. If tomorrow is the, the day I'm going to start this and you're going to feel uncomfortable because you're used to your, your normal habits and your normal life. And now you're trying to change to a completely different lifestyle that just doesn't work for people, but you can make, like Ricky said, you can, uh, one home cooked meal every week. You can do these little things that don't feel like a big change and you don't feel like you've completely changed who you are and what your life is, but you add those over time. And in two years, you are a completely different person with a totally different lifestyle. Well, and that's a short amount of time too. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Two like, years is <laughs> to someone that isn't on track with their goals or set the wrong ones. Two years will seem like an eternity, but if it is a, the right goal, two years is short. So, mm-hmm. but it, it is one good new habit a month, let's say for two years, that's a whole different lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. um, the other thing I want to add to that is I want to put up a caution sign for some, for the listeners is that the farther down the performance or aesthetic journey you want to go, the harder it is to maintain. And so Andy, you mentioned something about maintenance there, but let's say you're a guy and you want to be 8% body fat with abs and all of this. Well, and you get there, congratulations. Now what? So like, it's not easy to maintain, <laughs> right? It's, it's as harder, harder, because now you're in it for the long haul. So if you really had to suck weight and make all these changes that sucked and whatever, and you got there, now what? Like, are you happy there? Did you enjoy the process? Do you feel good there? Like, you know, that that's what people have to be remembered of is elite performance, or even whatever, you could define that as moderate performance, you know, aesthetics. The farther up the chain you go, 
the harder that is to live, um, unless your life is really, really dialed in, you know? So if you have a choice between being an 8% body fat uh, male versus 12, but at 12, you have way more freedom and can have a few beers here and there and travel without being stressed out. Like your quality of life is way, way higher at 12 and you're still healthy, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting a two for one versus wanting to look like the cover of the magazine and just having a boring strict life that you're not even enjoying, you know, Yeah, I, I think, and same thing with performance, you know, let's say you want to run a sub six minute mile, um, and you train hard, 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 and you get there. If your goal is just to say you did it, then that's fine. Then you check it off and you move on to the next thing. But if your goal is to be a fast runner and maintain that, and that was hard for you to get, you better be running a lot, doing sprints and make that part of who you are. So, that's the word of caution. And the same thing in the business world, the more successful you become, the more responsibilities you have and the more stress you have. So there is no easy way once you get there. Yeah. That goes back to the, the reassessment piece, because, you know, that person, you, the hypothetical person you just mentioned that got down to 8% body fat. And now they're like, yes, I achieved this, but man, that was horrible. And I don't really want to live the way that I've been living to, to get this lean. Now they reassess and they say, well, you know, I went from 20% body fat down to eight. That was awesome. But, you know, I think my life would be a lot happier if I allowed these foods and was a little more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, lax in these areas or whatever. And maybe uh, I try to, I allow myself to be 10 or 11% body fat. And now that's, you're still living a healthy lifestyle. That's a good, healthy place to be, but you're not suffering to maintain something that doesn't make you happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Totally. Is this hypothetical person me by any chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but th but those ranges are really common for males, you know, because you talk yeah. about the abs and whatnot, and that's under 10%. But for some people, that's a really hard place to be and to stay at, you know. Mm -hmm. It's cool if you have a little layer over that and you're still pretty healthy and fat and you can have a lot more freedom. <laughs> you know, we've been running down my list here and I'm, I'm actually getting to one of my, my, I think this is my last thing, but, um, we've talked about weight loss a lot. Cause that is like the most common new year's resolution. Um, and I wanted to say, understand that there are more important health goals and metrics than your weight, the scale weight, yeah. you know, everyone makes new year's resolutions, ba you know, based entire, entirely around the scale. Um, that's, it's so common. Um, and scale weight can be useful and, and certainly being overweight or obese is unhealthy. And if health is the long-term goal, then we do want to correct that, but it's only one metric and it's definitely not the most important one when it comes to health. You know, if you focus on simply making all the healthier lifestyle changes we were talking about, um, then many other metrics will improve, you know, less pain, better energy, better hormone levels, less inflammation, improved blood work, uh, lowered risk of chronic disease, a longer lifespan. Um, those things are all so much more important, I think, than what the scale says. Um, so, and on top of that, your, your scale weight will improve also if you become healthier. Um, but yeah, just to understand that there are more important things than just the scale and weight loss. Um, there's a lot of other ways to get healthier that I think are more valuable. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but <laughs> yep, yeah. spot on. Yeah, I would agree because I mean, you could you could pretty much go on a really restrictive diet, only eat like 500 calories a day for X amount of time, and 
would you say you're healthier just because you lost, let's say 10 pounds over, you know, a couple months? I, I would, I would argue you're not any healthier. You're skinnier, but you're not healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe marginally so, but yeah, there's uh there's more important things <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So did you guys have anything else that you wanted to add to some of the tips or anything, would, or we yes. can talk about, yeah, we got, I, I do. Yeah. I thought we like, I was wondering if we were going to get back to that. Cause one of the biggest ones that I thought of was uh, getting support. Yeah. So, so actually having like a support group or having like, let's say a personal trainer or having a friend that's all, let's say you, you decide to quit smoking and it was because your spouse wanted you to quit smoking. Well, now you have kind of like support there and, you know, he or she is going to help you with that. And I, I think just having a support group or making your goals known to other people mm-hmm. could be very beneficial. I just want to interrupt this amazing podcast with a brief message about one of our sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic in Oneida, New York. I found Dr. P eight years ago due to my continual discomfort and pain in my back. And as an active athlete and someone who likes to play hard, my sessions in the gym started to regress. My sleep went downhill. After a comprehensive evaluation by Dr. Pete's team, I was given a detailed treatment plan. After three months of care, my body felt amazing. I have used Dr. Pete as my personal chiropractor for the last eight years and attribute much of my physical abilities and overall health to his approach with chiropractic care. The good news is Lombardi Chiropractic is offering a 50% discount on the initial exam and x-rays to all new members that use the coupon code A is A. So stop trying to self-diagnose and save yourself time and money by visiting LombardiChiropractic.com and schedule your initial consultation today. Yeah, making your goals known to other people, I, you see that tip a lot um, for the accountability factor too, um, just that when you verbalize your goals, you let other people know that you're going after this. Um, I think it's important to to make sure that the people that you tell about your goals are people that will be supportive about them because some people will try to sabotage. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's, true. that's that's a problem. But, um, you know, you've got some friends that you know that you can tell um, this is important to me and this is what I'm going for. And maybe they're trying to achieve the same thing and they can get on that train with you. That makes it so much easier for sure. I like that one. Yeah. Ricky, that, um, that actually was the biggest one on my list. <laughs> the support group. So yeah, for sure. You community. stole it. Yeah. Community. You know, if you aren't surrounding yourself on a daily basis with people of like goals and values, um, you, it won't work for you. It's impossible because you're the average of the people you, the f- top five people you spend your time on and on a daily basis, you are the average of that. And so, you know, if your goal, um, is let's say to be fitter and, you know, your five friends are doing the opposite of that, um, you're going to be the black swan and, you know, every choice you make is going to be odd. It's going to be difficult. It's not going to fit in. And I can guarantee you, I've seen this time and time again, negative peer pressure beats out good peer pressure almost all the time. You could be the, you could be strict in the whole deal. You've got it all going, but you've got five friends that are pulling you constantly five, six, seven days a week, the other way you eventually cave. You slowly, you slowly cave. I've seen this tons, you know, you go from having a cheat meal once a month and then, you know, and then you're having two beers a week and then, you know, you see it's just slow deterioration (laughs) down to the average of who you're spending your time with. I, I just, I can't emphasize that enough. And that doesn't mean you need to get rid of your friends and delete your phone and all this, but it, I do mean that if wherever you're serious 
in terms of setting a goal, like Ricky said, maybe one big overarching goal, you need to really reassess who you're talking to on the phone, sending text messages to, responding to emails, doing coffee dates with, who you're hanging out with outside of work, at work, the conversations you're having, your thoughts, all of that is going to play into the result of your goal. And if it doesn't align for the majority of that time and effort, um, it's going to feel like you're swimming upstream and eventually you're going to slowly deteriorate to where the deterioration equals stagnant results. Then you're going to get frustrated and quit. So yeah, I just want to put that in there. Man. (laughs) Yeah. Beautifully said. And I know that you, you harp on that a lot at the gym Mm -hmm. and week to week. Um, It's yeah, it's so important. Like that's, that's why our community at the gym is, so valuable because we all are trying to go after the same thing, which is health and better movement and so on. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, you, you might have an off week here and there, but you go in and you see the same people that you are on that same journey with, and you get inspired and motivated by them. And it just helps mm-hmm. so much. You can ask questions, you can get support and yep. people can help you get over your hurdles. It's huge. Yeah. And you only need like two to three people. You can have more, more is great, but my gosh, like, you know, if you just have two or three people that you can lean on, ask questions, Mm -hmm. talk to laugh with, and you're all resonating in the same world, Mm -hmm. that's all you need to stay up and focused. Um, you know, but I, and I have a lot of empathy for a lot of people that don't have what I'm describing, but it's up to them. You know, it's up to them. There's a lot of great people out there looking for friends and, you know, there's social media to meet people and there's just so many options now. So if you want to be, you know, better runner, find running friends. And there's a lot of those. I mean, there's so many, there's so many apps out there that connect you with running groups and you can go to the gym and make friends there. And yeah, yeah, these people are out there. So as long as you join a community that's focused on what you're trying to achieve, you're going to meet a ton of people who are resonating with you in that, on that same wavelength. Absolutely. And it can go with food too. You know, like if you're really looking to learn how to cook and, you know, um, grow your own food, whatever, like you should be meeting with people that know that and going to seminars. And like, I can't tell you the benefit of even a seminar, like in a weekend seminar, um, you can make tons of friends. Like I've done this a lot and like, like lifelong friends where you still communicate with them and chat and hold each other accountable, but you can't stay in your own little same ecosystem, same town, same routine, same everything with this big overarching lofty goal and expect something to change. Um, that that ecosystem, that ecosystem that you've been in and those people that you were surrounded by are what led you to where you are right now. Yes. And maybe that's not a terrible place, but if you're trying to get somewhere new, then you're going to need a, a change to that ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think the other thing I want to add is giving yourself permission to change course. I know we've hit on this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I don't, I, I really want people to understand that it's, it's okay. And I won't even call it quitting. I'll call it changing course. Be honest with yourself, save yourself the time, energy, money, frustration, Um, If you set the wrong goal um, or it doesn't feel right or doesn't make you happy, then change course. Um, If you find yourself, you're over um, like super lazy um, trying to chase this goal. I'm going to probably say it's the wrong goal. You know, if you're not inspired or motivated to go after it, unless you are a total slouch, right? Like (laughs) you're just end goal in life is to watch Netflix. And I'd probably say no goal is going to work for you. But if, if that's you, then I do this all the time. I change course um, and could be a big change. could be a small change, but um, 
do that. And you're going to relieve yourself of a lot of stress if you do that. Right on. So let's see. Uh, do you guys have any more tips or do you want to wrap this up with maybe uh, discussing what some of our resolutions are, if we have any? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, do it. Anybody want to go first on that? What do you got? Ricky, what do you got? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> well my, my, I would say my one big goal this year is actually to stop biting my nails. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not a fitness goal or anything. I feel pretty fine there. And I, I, you know, I like where I'm at fitness wise and I always have my fitness goals, but I would say my new year's resolution, cause I'm one of those people that likes that, you know, fresh start effect of the mm -hmm. new year. Um, it's going to be stop biting my nails. All right. Nice. We got Josh. Um, well, the big one that I'm pumped to get back to, um, is that Adirondack 47 Laker challenge. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think I'm going into my ninth swim um, out of the 47. So I'm going to go pretty hard after that with uh, Bob Galinsky. Um, we're going to team up and we're going to try to do some, you know, back-to-back -back swims, multi-day, you know, uh, adventures. So see how many we can chip away. Um, 39 to go. Um, yeah, I want to do that. What did you do? Then, six or seven last year? I think I got eight. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, try to do... I got a late one in there in September. The first week in September, I did. You started. Link. You started late though last year, right? Did you start in like June well, or July? Or? Yeah. Well, I, I thought I started late, but realistically, Adirondack water the the last oh. week in June is okay. about the earliest I, I can get in there. Maybe someone can do it earlier, but right now, last week in June. So yeah, you got to jam when it's there. Um, so I want to do that. Um, I want to just stay consistent with jujitsu three days a week. Um, you know, that'll cycle based on certain things, but I really want that. And then two other small things. Um, last year I started, um, a handstand push-up challenge where I do the number of reps, um, for time that I am not that age. So on my birthday last <laughs> year, I did 39 handstand push-ups for time. Yeah. So I just set a timer and I do one, maybe two, and then I do one and I just add up to 39. I want to see how long I can do that for. Now, the time doesn't matter as much long term right now. It sort of does. But I want to see how long I can keep adding a rep as so I'm I'm it's a losing battle. Right. So <laughs> sure. eventually it's like time's not on my side, but. Um, you know, I want to see, so next year will be 40. Um, so can I do 40 handstand pushups in a, in a modest amount of time? And, you know, hopefully I can do that a lot longer. The last thing I'm, we're going to be doing is we're planning a trip to Colorado. We're going to climb uh, Mount Albert, the highest peak in Colorado. Oh, cool. Um, for my 40th. So both of you are invited. When um, is that going to be? Um, anywhere's between July and September. So oh, we're nice. looking okay. at flights and schedules, but I know Jesse's going, uh, my parents might go. Um, and then on Ginny's side, I think we have, you know, two to four people join us. So, and then Mitch and Amy, um, out in Crested Butte, Colorado live two hours from there. Mm -hmm. So there, I wouldn't be surprised if they joined us. So we can make it a really sick trip. That would be um, so I, cool. I've driven by that mountain and that region before when I was out there elk hunting. And it's, um, I think that the climb starts at like 10, five or 11,000 feet. And then it goes up to 14,200. It's not an extreme like fitness challenge. Um, it's only a seven mile, I think round trip hike. So it's not, 
you know, anything crazy from that perspective, but I don't know, be sort of cool. So oh, that sounds like a blast. I'm, I'm in on that. Last time you went out to Colorado on your elk hunting trip, you drove. If you plan to do that again, I'll meet you out there at the airport. No, no, yeah, I'll be flying for sure. This, um, this hike is only two hours from the Denver airport. So oh, sweet. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty close. So nice. yep, but that's it for me. Yeah. And my, uh, my goals usually center around rock climbing because that's my sport. Um, but you know, in the last couple of years, uh, my goals have kind of changed there. Cause as I've gotten over 40 years old and older, like my best performance days, I would like to think are still ahead of me, but mm-hmm. there's, there's not too many of those left and that's getting harder and harder every year. Um, I do have a couple performance goals. There's a few routes that I have that I would like to climb this year that I think that I can. Um, but you know, I've started to appreciate other aspects of climbing, like the travel and seeing new places and stuff. So one of my goals is to see new areas this year. Um, I'd like to see five new cliffs. Um, I just set like that as like a nice number. If I could see five new cliffs in the Adirondack park that I haven't mm-hmm. been to yet, that would be really cool. Kind of explore them over uh, five weekends or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to see um, maybe two to three new areas outside of New York state. You know, I've gone to Vegas to climb and I've gone to Kentucky to climb and down to Alabama and Georgia and Maine and New Hampshire and all these places. And, but there's so much left to explore. And I've started to really appreciate like just getting to new areas, um, regardless of how well I climb or anything like that. I just like to travel and see new cultures, you know, new communities of climbers and stuff like that. So some travel goals are on my list there. And then, uh, also, something I focused on more in recent years is becoming more of a mentor and, um, supporter to new climbers and my climbing friends. Um, that's something I did more this year. And I really enjoyed that a lot. There's a lot of up and coming young climbers who are, uh, you know, in their late teens and early twenties that are getting into it. And it's kind of fun to go out and support them and show them around and help them learn the sport and become good stewards of the land and so on. So, um, yeah, just like a, a general goal of like, maybe belaying four or five close friends on some of their projects and seeing them succeed on that. That's kind of my goal for the uh, spring and summer this year anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Cool. Sounds awesome. I, I like that. Uh, the travel piece, Andy was seeing new, new land and whatnot, you know, that's become uh, one of you... the most fun parts of climbing for me. Well, we talked about it. Places. I think last year where like we had said with climbing, you know, you could climb 510 for a long time and have a blast. Yeah. Have a blast. You know, so I think that's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So that's our New Year's resolution episode. I think we've we've wrapped it up, right? I think so. Um uh, not much. Just keep kicking ass everyone. We appreciate the support and um you know, bring on uh, the new year with a blast. So here we go. Right on. Yeah. Here's to a happy, healthy 2022, right? <laughs> yes. All right. See you guys. We want to thank Suttmeyer Law Firm for being a podcast show sponsor. Suttmeyer Law Firm has worked with numerous clients within our community for years, and they couldn't come more highly recommended. They offer legal advice and representation for a range of residential and commercial real estate law issues. Are you buying a house, refinancing, having mortgage problems, or contract disputes? The team at Suttmeyer Law Firm can guide you through these processes. As a special offer to our listeners, they are offering a free consultation when you mention the A is A Health Podcast. Visit their website at suttmeyerlaw.com or call 315-363-7777 today.